Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. How's it going, lads? Are you upset? Oh. Eh? Is he trying to take your role? I chip in every Evidently. now and again, don't I? Evidently. Yeah. If, if I feel like we're taking too long, I'm, we're in. We're ready or not? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Are you Cheers. all right? Thanks for asking. You look good. Yeah, I know. Again? Yeah. Day two of that outfit again? <laughs> yes. I brought a change of clothes, but we, we've had a we've had a mix-up with venues, should we say? Yeah. I don't know who's in charge with that. Um, <laughs> long drive down today. Last night. Last night. Yeah. yeah. I have never seen anything like that in my life. I've heard these stories about your your weak bowels, but oh my word. Oh, Christ. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Mate, you've got the bowels of a nine-month-old. Oh, no, I've had to go in the uh, lorry car park last night. See, to be fair, we were at the services as well, weren't we? Yeah. But it was about a mile and a half from the motorway to the services. We've got a mile and a quarter, and I've they've gone. I'm I'm in trouble. The colour drained out of your cheeks. I thought he's I'm in trouble. I, Biggie's in trouble. Here. I yeah. mean, I've heard the story like in the pub car park and all that. Yeah. But to see it first hand, it's a master it at remarkable. work. Yeah, it's all about the squat, the squat and the tuck. <laughs> but that's <laughs> why the shaft in. That's why I've got. Uh, that's why I've got the toilet roll in my car in case. I feel sorry for that wagon driver. Oh, no, yeah. That was poor. When just he, going exactly where know, he right, gets in he, the van. Pebble dash right where, up where he gets in the van. Exactly it was exactly where he rat up his mug guards, man. Right. Well, I, had, I got caught short last night, so I apologise. And then I still had to go in the in the services to finish it off. In the yeah. mess, it looked like he'd been fired out with a slingshot. <laughs> so as we know, Chris basically never drives. So we did a we did the live uh, shit show on Monday. Chris. Verbally agreed that you'd do the, all the driving. I'll drive yeah. down. I'll tomorrow. drive down. Yeah, I'll drive. That was the from, one. From, from meeting you. I'll drive down. I was yeah. happy to drive. What did I say? We were going to get He pulled up. Your essentials are in the pass. Uh, the the rear thingy compartment. Yeah. Back seat already. Yeah. The rucksack was thrown in the back. Yeah. End. Computer laptop open as if I've got some work to do. Yeah, <laughs> that's I've got the some telltale, work to do. isn't it? Yeah, I've got work to do. We've got a podcast out Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> Monday. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, I, I thought we, I thought we were splitting it. So first thing I said was, "What's the what's the driving arrangements, John?" And I quote, "I'll drive as far as far until I've had enough, and then we'll swap until I need to shit myself." Yeah. <laughs> that's how it worked out. <laughs> that's that's how it transpired. Yeah. You, you, you know, I'm not. So at the two hundred and thirty-four, two hundred and thirty-three miles it were from my house to here, I drove about one hundred and ninety of them. It's just, the, do you know what I like? Just a lack of shame, though. That, how long have we been doing this? Two and a half years. Never, dr- never no. driven further than twenty-five mile. 
You know the local. He likes a local one. He's he's actually. I think he's actually flipped on his head and thinking it's a bit funny now. Yeah, a bit of crack now, isn't it? The the, the lack of shame is is impressive. That you'll just get in the back. But John, you just need to give me a nudge, like you need. You just. Well, I would have done, but you're fucking fast asleep. (laughs) That's that's, that's the biggest insult. (laughs) Over my right shoulder. What about when he went? It's cold in here. Will you turn turn the temperature? (laughs) (laughs) Not quite cozy enough. You just need to stand up for yourself a bit, John. Yeah. Just give me a nudge. The, you're the elder statesman. Fucking start putting people in the yeah. place. No, I can't. You put your foot down. As opposed to listening to your three, I think I'd rather be concentrating on driving some at time. We'll get comfy on the way back. Because we're in Dover, near Dover. Yeah. Good crap. Funny, man. Yeah, very funny. Funny. I'm looking yeah, forward to this it. episode coming out. We've got a trip, quick trip to Calais. Yeah. Pick some, well, pick some yeah. goods up, then we're off our way home. I'm not going home without fucking six boxes of Chateau Neuf to park, not a chance. <laughs> Salt, I've salt fucking 800 Regal <laughs> in, in local. Simon Ramsden yeah. this week. What a fella he is, man. Funny, man. The first time yeah. I ever met him. Yeah. First time I ever met him. and Outbirched the passion for his club. Massively. Biggest fan we've had on. Well, I'm sat next to him and, and I'm looking at his his right arm as we like, just obviously, pleasantries. And I'm seeing SAFC. I'm seeing pictures of... Fucking Kevin Phillips. Crests. Mm. All tattooed up his arm. Thinking, Jesus, this is about heavy, this. But he does, well, we'll get into it, but he loves Sunderland. Yeah. He loves them. With a passion. Yeah, he's a proper, proper fan. It's mad, really, Art. We we, we speak about it, but... Because we we have had players on who couldn't give a toss about who they're playing for. Yeah. Don't support anyone. Yeah, it's a job. But we're rammers. Well, you say it, well, I won't kill it for you, but he said he, he was living the dream. He was on holiday. Yeah. yeah, when he, when he came through at Sunderland. Yeah, should we get Ra- Rami? Is it Rami? Rammers. 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 Rammers, come in and tell us all about your love for Sunderland. Yep. Must be raging at minute because they're shite, aren't they? So Ramsden, how are we doing? Good. You? Good. A bit fluffy, aren't we, me and Johnny? Yeah, we had a couple of pints last night, didn't we? I'm, I'm all right. You look good. Yeah. Oh. You look you look a lot similar to what you did yesterday, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Almost if you've got exactly the same clothes on. <laughs> you said that this morning, he went, I've changed my T-shirt, though. <laughs> no, I've right. my underpants. Change. I've changed my underpants. <laughs> Fresh. There you go. We've not seen the testicles yet, have we? No. We had M- Mark Bertram on the other week, and he's a hardcore QPR fan, but apparently, so I've been told, you're Sunderland through and through. Just a little bit high, as you can see. A few tattoos, but I, the uh, the Tezzies was one of my better decisions. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you, still, you still stand by it? One of the best I've ever done, I. <laughs> Definitely. And, uh, to be fair, it's fading a bit now, because it was like... Seven years ago, so I probably could do with a top up by. A top but, up? Uh, <laughs> nah, it was, yeah. You don't decision. stop growing the Tezzies either, so you'll right. be an italic by the time you're 80. <laughs> right. Yeah, Birchie's supporter QPR, he's a big, but you're the biggest fan we've had on. Biggest fan of a football club. Aye, well, this. I would say it's, it's a rarity, like obviously all the clubs I've played at, you get like lads who are, I don't know, I support Man U or I support whatever, but they don't. Whereas I literally. When I signed for Sunderland, it was like I'd won the fucking competition or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, I actually had a season ticket when I got a contract for them. 
So to me, I've never really changed with that either. Like it's just, it's just in you, isn't it? It's like when I retire, I've got a season ticket again now. It's just played my career and then. See, I did. I mean, I had a season ticket before, mm. but when I left, I was a bit bitter and a bit. Fuck them off, yeah. And I, and I, I, if, if people ask, I, I do look for the results, and I am a Sunderland fan. But you, you're hardcore. Oh, I, to be honest, I'm a bit more like you now. Like I would say, the last year or so, I'm not as. I don't know whether it's just at the minute with no crowd in and fucking. Is that the yeah. shite? Probably doesn't help, like, does it? Mm. Do you know what I mean? You're going and you're thinking, fuck me, we've got beat again in League One or whatever. It doesn't help, does it? But I, I would say, now changed for me. Like, when the fixtures come out, whatever club I played at, I always looked at Sunderland before fucking whoever before I was at or, or who, when we got the mags or whatever. It was just, it's just my life from when being. You, when did you get out tattoos done? Um, so, well, the first one I got a Sunderland one on my back. Then I got my knackers done. Says <laughs> <laughs> it so flippantly. <laughs> As you do. But um, my cousin, I used to go to all the matches with him. So basically he, he passed away a couple of years ago. So I started off with, right, let's get some things that mean stuff to me. So it's not just like random shit. So it's like my first ever programme at Roker Park. Uh, me and him went to Wembley, 92. Wise Men Say, which is the Sunland song, but I put Wise Men Say, fuck the mags. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. <laughs> uh, you got to add a bit of tax on, haven't you? Yeah. Um, Gabbiadini scoring against the mags, which is like my favourite goal of all time. We went to Wembley and do all sorts of shit. So, yeah. How are we? Get the plums. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get the teddies on, man. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> this is a first, isn't it? It is. This is a first. <laughs> Must be sewer when they're doing it. Do you know what? It wasn't that bad. Like, I'd had a few vodkas like. When did you get that? When did you get them done? <laughs> All my stag do in Vegas. So where are you? Where are you in your career at that point? Uh, Motherwell. Aye. So you played for multiple clubs, and but still Sunderland. Sunderland oh, fan. That'll Sunderland. that'll never change. It's like it's like I live in I live back in Sunderland now. But when I was a kid, my dad got. Um, a job in the place called Newton Aircliffe, you one of her, this but it's like 20 minutes from here. So it pisses me off. I'm the only one in my whole family who wasn't born in Sunderland. So like me nanas, me aunties, me uncles, me sisters, me mum, dad. But my father ended up getting a fucking job 20 minutes away and I got uh, born in Bishop Auckland. So even now, when I'm at the Sunday match, I'm like, you haven't got the Sunderland accent though, mate. I'm like, well, I've got FTM in my tessies. Have you got the fuck <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's not so commitment to the gods. I don't know what it is. So, like, like I say, I'm, it's just it's instilled in you. Like, it's just that everyone talks about up here, isn't it, Brownie? Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like... Is the Hitchford Park, Newcastle, real then? Completely, mate. Like, aye. <laughs> I really dislike them with a the passion. See, I can't, I can't fathom that out, me. Like, I can't get my head around, like, even sort of... Manu, Man City, the hatred between them all, Liverpool, Everton. I can't get my head around why you'd waste your energy on it. I know I know what you're saying. And like what you were saying, when you play footy, you, sh- you should sort of like go the other way. But I'm st- I'm worse now, actually, I think. Like, I, I don't know. It's just when I, where I lived in, in Newton Aircliffe, it's not like in Sunderland, it's just Sunderland fans generally. 99% Sunderland fans. So you don't mix with Newcastle fans, really. Or like when you're in your Manchesters and whatever. But where I lived in Newton Aircliffe, it was... 50-50 in our school of Sunderland, Newcastle. 
and it was that time when Keegan was manager and they're fucking going to win the league on whatever they were doing at that time, beating Barcelona's. And it's in your face all the time. Do you know what I mean? And like, because all my family are diehards, it's just first thing you, you get taught to say as a kid, who'd you love, Sunderland, who'd you hate? The fucking mags. It's just, it's just in you, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. And I've never changed from that. Like, I, d- I know, I know what you're saying though, because some people probably think, is he like, can you be like that? But I am, I. Because mm. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. No, I'd say it's not everyone is. There's not many that are that played footy, to be honest. Did you know you were going to get your tattoo? Was it planned? Or was it just well, spur of the moment? So, well, that was... I knew I was going to get a tattoo. But what happened was, we went on my stag do, and uh, about three weeks before that, three or four weeks, I was at Motherwell and Sunderland played the Mags away. Remember the uh, the Decanio game when he'd done the knee slide? Yeah. And we beat them 3-0. So a few of the lads on my stag do, like, do you remember the song? Like it was like Paolo yeah. de Cat, that one. Uh, I want dirty knees too. Was the end of the song. So we got to Vegas and a couple of lads who um, came with us. First night we're all steaming, whatever. Different places split up, and they've turned up the next day. And one of them has got I want dirty knees too tattooed across his thighs because he's Sunderland daft as well. So I thought I need to step this up. Like I'm not. Having <laughs> it. It's my fucking so, <laughs> And I remember uh, I was thinking like. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. Like so, initially I thought, well, I'm getting married in a couple of weeks. I can't really get an out on my face or my neck or out. <laughs> I probably could, but I thought, do you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna go for the tezzies. Like so. Anyway, we I wasn't steaming, but I knew I was going for it to get it on my tezzies. Went to the tattoo shop. Can't remember what hotel. It was in one of the big hotels. Anyway, um, with Dino. Dean Shields. Dean Shields. So uh, we've gone in. I said to, like. It's not like where you've got a book over here. I just went and said, I want a tattoo. I know, bother. So anyway, the two tattoo blokes come out. What are you after? I said, I want uh, just three letters put on me, on me ball sack. <laughs> and like these yanks are like, yo, dude, and all this. Like, <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't going to do it. So they were like, no, nah, I'm, not, I'm, like, I'm not touching your, your, your cock or your, like, your tezzies and that. I'm not doing it. I said, mate, trust me. I'm not leaving here until you put FTM straight on these. <laughs> And he was like, nah, I'm not doing it. I said, I don't care how much it costs. Anyway, we're back and forth. And in the end, I had to pay treble to get three letters on. I can't, it was something daft like fucking, I don't know, say three or $400 or whatever it was. I don't know, just for three letters because I wasn't going to move without them doing it. Like, So Dino said, I said, we well, are going to have to get something like, I said, why don't you get like f- something random? He said, I'll, he said, I'll get your lips on my ass. So this last behind the, the counter's got like lipstick. I'm having to put my lips on this bit of paper so they can put it on his ass to tattoo it. So he's like, from me and you, he's there. Anyway, he shit it. He went, I'm not having your lips on. Got these fucking cartoon lips on. And I'm f- expecting him putting lipstick on and like kiss his ass. Yeah. yeah, well, that's what I did do. But, but he said it didn't it come out like a fucking splodge banana or something. He's like, I'm not getting that on my ass. Like. So anyway, he got that. And uh, so I'm sat there. So these, these lads are fuming that they've got to like touch my tezzy's like. So I'm, I'm like holding my shaft up. I've got a photo of this. They've, they've put like kitchen roll behind my head to keep my head up. And um, like one of them's like got these gloves spreading it and I just straight on with FTM like. One of them spreading it. <laughs> so it's a two yeah. man job. It was a three, I held the shaft up. <laughs> I held the shaft up and, oh, um, shaft. and then I'll have to dig the photo out, it's class like. 
Have you done any research on the pain levels, or were you just not? No, nah, to be fair, I do like pain, like so. I thought, let's see what it's like. But wasn't that? It wasn't that bad. You know, it's nah. like you get a flick on them or whatever. Or I know, but, nah. Sensitive area. I've had, I've had worse, definitely. <laughs> Pretty happy with that. Over the moon. <laughs> Aye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely. Buzzing <laughs> with it. <laughs> I think half of Sunderland's seen it, to be honest. <laughs> Every time I'm steam, like, fuck, Did I get them out? Yeah, fuck them bags. Aye. They must have, must have levelled your status in the Sunderland fan well, pecking order. I don't know, but fucking hell. No, nah, it was, nah, it was good. Good trip, I remember that seeing like. you at, uh, I think it was at St James's. It was da- definitely a derby game. Mm. But you had your Ramsden. That was a good day. Uh, so it was well, your, your old kit. Do you know the story? The story behind that was, I was at Grimsby, and it was at a time when fucking the kit woman probably would have got a game ahead of me. You know, when the managers just basically changed his formation, and I just wasn't going to get a look in. So. Sunderland were playing Newcastle on the Sunday and Grimsby were playing Newcastle in the Cup on the Tuesday. So we're, we're playing them like two days later uh, on Sky and all that. So games finish on the Saturday, sub. I thought, in case they say I'm in tomorrow, fuck this, quick in the shower and just do one so then you can just pretend like... Not I'd, different if I was playing on the Tuesday, you've just got to do what you've got to do when you're in, aren't you? But I thought, I'm not, I'm not going to play on the Tuesday and I'm not missing the mags away, fuck that. So... Shower away. Obviously, the lads were in the next day, weren't they? But I just pretended that I didn't fucking know. So went out all night, uh, too excited for the match and that. And uh, <laughs> thought, fuck it, go me strip like. So uh, went through in the metro, and uh, I think we got we got beat three two. So I, I came out, and obviously when you come out with St James's, all the fans are trying to get at each other and stuff. So we were like right down the front, and. Uh, Fucking horse. Remember when the horse bit me? Not know that story. No. Horse has just latched its full mouth around my head. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, just, but to be fair, it didn't dig its teeth in. It was just like sucking on my head. <laughs> right? And uh, it's like, honestly, all the lads still piss themselves. Now, like, fucking Hacky and Dean and all that. Like, I this horse just fucking latched on my head. Um, so then that was that. Went into training the next day. Gaffer obviously knew how much I love Sunderland. He was like, uh, "Good scouting mission yesterday." Like he was all right. To be fair, he didn't say no. Was the manager then? Russell Slade. And then uh, Tuesday night, I was on the bench against the Mags. So like two days earlier, I was at the front, like nearly fighting with Mags and getting bit by a horse. And then I was on the bench against them <laughs> on the Tuesday night. But uh, no, it was yeah, good crack. <laughs> Onto yeah, it did. Just sucked. Like, I was thinking, I'm knackered here, like, dug in, but it didn't. <laughs> so you like the front wanting a bit? Uh, well, so, some of the characters who, I, who I've been brought with or go to the matches, like I say, it's the biggest game of the season, so it just... But yeah, we were... You get uh, getting involved uh, in, in your Sunderland kit? Possibly, with me strip on eye. <laughs> As you do. Have you got the jumper on then the... T- the t-shirt on the I top. I can't remember. I can't. I can't even remember which strip it was. I just remember. I know it was one of the ones that. Was it his got number thirty-two? It was. I had a few it, different. It was thirty summit at that season. So I. it would have been your squad number from two years. Yeah, maybe. That's brilliant, man. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I can't be very player. It's a well-trained yeah. horse, by the way. Isn't it? Yeah, and not, and not fucking off by an horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But as a, a Sunderland fan coming through. 
because that was the glory. It was the summer, in fact, it was a glory year, wasn't it, for, for me as well, when Reedy was in charge. And maybe, I don't know if you were in the youth team then, you know, when we finished seventh. Yeah, well, I I just sort of like was on the verge. I was in the resis then and sort of training with the first team squad when we finished seventh. Um, but before then, like I said before, I, I had a season ticket as a sign for them. So we left Roker Park, I had a season ticket, and then like two weeks later was my first day as a YT. So I remember we're all in the digs and uh, Peter Reid used to come round maybe once a week, just put his head in and just check everyone's like, all right. But to me, it wasn't gaffer, it was fucking reading, innit? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not a player, I've won this competition, like, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, so he, he's come in and he's got teletext in them days, checking, I can't remember what he was checking, some scores or something, and the lads are all shit in the pants, like, don't say now, because the, the manager's there. They went, Ramos, are you going to say something? I went, um, uh, how are you getting on, Reedy? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, honestly, he was like, what did you fucking call me? I went, eh, Reedy? And he's fucking said, you and you ever call me that again? The lads are like, fucking. So like all the next like week or two, like Lee, I was on Lee Clark's boots, Mickey Grill, and then we're like, all right, Reedy, just fucking hammering <laughs> me. Like, but you just, like I say, cause I'm a fan, I sort of totally forgot where, where I was at. Do you know what I mean? Obviously you meant to be, he was yeah. fucking fuming like. Must've been amazing for you as the fan that you are being around. It was. Here, yeah, it was, I was living the dream, I, yeah, it was, like, I would say it took me till I was about 26 or, or so to think, oh, actually, I need to, like, screw the nutty and actually it's a career, like, because for the first four or five years at Sunderland, it was just, like, You're still on this you won the lottery every day, just yeah. going in, just, I was buzzing <laughs> to clean the boots and just, like, I didn't have to buy a ticket for the match on the side and stuff, like, it was just, uh, I, it was class. <laughs> <laughs> so you probably would you say that you didn't really concentrate on your football because you were that excited that you were just there? Possibly. Like, don't get me wrong. I was, I was like captain of the youth team at the time and doing really well. And like, I wasn't there like just out of luck. I, I, I was all right. Like, you know, I was holding yeah. me on. <laughs> broke into the reserves, doing well. And I think it was the second season when we finished seventh again. I came back priest. I was always like one of the fittest kept myself right and I remember first day of pre-season we used to do the four lapper can you remember that were you I never really you I not do really it pre- nah. it was basically <laughs> first day you do four laps of the whole training ground and it was to see who'd been tossing it off over the summer or whatever I think I come second so Reedy or Gaffer <laughs> is like fucking you've got a half a chance son if you're doing that and then um following week they went to they went to France and he took me like as as a young lad so it was there was only me and I think George McCartney possibly there was a, there was like a, a few youngish lads Tommy Butler got a chance and we went we went to uh, France with the first team and I played all pre-season we played Celtic away came on in that and I thought Do you know what I'm fucking I'm on the verge here and then they signed a lad burnt Haas Swiss fella yeah and it's mad how like things happen so they signed him so Reedy said to me oh you go away I think Ricky Sprazier who was like our old youth team manager you go away and get a game with them because Burnt Ass is going to play 90 minutes I think it was away at West Brom or somewhere you go and play with them because uh, you're not going to play so I went right no bother went down there fucking snapped my ankle ligaments and you know you think like you're on the cusp oh, I was like it's the dream isn't it do you know what yeah. I mean like if I hadn't started Burnt Hass was starting and I might have been on the bench in the Premier League. Or well, you'd have been in the squad. You'd have been... 100%. You must have been devastated. Oh, I was. And do you know what? I, 
I, I would say I lost the plot a little bit after that because I, I didn't, that was my first serious um, sort of injury at that age. How long were you out for? About three months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, started going out probably a bit too much when, because like you say, you're not playing and maybe I was a little bit bitter either. I thought, Do you know what, that was my chance there. Well, I should have maybe looked at it the other way and thought, I'll just get your head back down and but I stronger kind of should have done really and you look back but like the other injured lads like at the time you're going out with them and look shit happens and were you in the digs still then? no I'd moved out yeah. then how come you were in digs if you were local? because um, like I said I, I lived in Newton Aitliff which was like it's about half an hour 40 minutes yeah. from Sunderland I couldn't drive I was 16 and when you just leave school so all the even if you live locally the, the club wanted you in the digs to keep an eye on you, I suppose. It's been a good experience, that though. Unbelievable. Good crap. <laughs> it's carnage. Aye. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was class. How many's, how many's in the, the digs? Um, there must have been 16, 18 of us, wasn't there? Yeah. You there? I just used to go random nights. <laughs> just for the crack? Night, yeah. I, don't, I think it was frowned upon. I don't think I was welcomed. Because obviously, Outside, 15, minutes, 15 minutes away. So the only reason I was going was to get involved. When we had Mickey Gray on, he said that he used to get the, the youth team lads involved with the Christmas news. Was that, was that why you were there? Uh, it was Deitch as well, wasn't it? He used to, him and Danny Deitch, uh, he used to hire a room in that in, it was a pub in Durham. I don't know. If, did you go to any of these? Nah, no. There was, like a, there was like a pub in Durham that the first team used to go on the drink to. <laughs> and it had like, it's like a function room upstairs. They used to just fucking hire strippers and all that for us and everything. It was like, it was fucking just unreal. Just leave you to it. Yeah, well, no, they'd be there, like, do you know what I mean? But <laughs> they'd pay for all the drinks for the lads and it was like, it was just class. Do you know what I mean? Like, having the first team, having that bond with you and sort of like, you like looked up to them and they looked after you. Or if you ever see them on a night out, it'd be like, there's 20 quid lads, get the drinks. And it was like a real, like, class feeling at the club. You know, like big times and out. it was just, everyone was one. It was brilliant. It was, you're right though, the... the at that time, the first team swallow class were, the, were you lads. Do you know what changed though? Moving to the, the academy, what they've got now, because when we're at the Charlie Hurley Centre, we're in like porter cabins. There was one uh, head tennis court, so the first team would always like play with you on a morning. Uh, you'd have your dinner together. Whereas, as soon as we moved to the academy, the young lads are about fucking half a mile down that way. They're training on a different part of the whole training ground yeah. of the first team. Whereas before, we were younguns, like, Sack or whatever, it'd be like, right, we need two players, someone's just got injured. You're on the next pitch and you'd run over and you're joining in with the first team. But the togetherness mm. and the spirit around the place was unbelievable. I remember going over in that head tennis court, the guy, Reedy used to always play, Reedy, Sacco, Ricky yeah. and I can't remember who else. We used to sit and watch, it was fucking hell on. Proper, oh, it was serious. Oh. oh, it was really competitive. But I was 14, 15 watching this. Aye. Every morning we used to be on that. It was class. Who who was your idol in that squad? Like who did you? Um, did you get a bit fluttering when you I think seen him about fluttering. Fluttering. <laughs> I think Mickey. I was on Mickey Gray's boots, and because he was in the team when I was a bit younger and going to the matches home and away and whatever, I always looked up to him. Whereas some of the other lads, even though like your Phillips, your Quins, obviously you idolised them, but they weren't there when I was. Coming through as a fan, if you know what I mean. At Roker Park. I could Roker Park and that. I would say Mickey Gray was the one who I looked up to the most. Like, but he, tip that? T- he was spot on. I used to give us 100 quid at Christmas. Aye, class. That's two weeks' wages of a 
Oh, I was on 45 quid a week or something, first two years YT. So are you over the moon, 100 oh, quid? Like, hell. Eh? Doing cartwheels. Who did you room with in France then? Did you room with anybody or any of the... I, David Bellion. Oh, so you weren't one of the big dogs, like, making the tea nah. and coffees and running the baths and all that? Nah, th they were all spot on. Th they didn't really, like, abuse you us or whatever. Though, you? I think you'd have probably good fucking... Oh, no problem. Oh, probably probably Redox would have been out. Good, <laughs> scented candles. And, and extras well, and all sorts. Pipes would have been out. He's dead naked like that. He's like that. I remember we, we got off the uh, off the plane and uh, Ray was like right quick change we're just going to go for a loosener it was like a f like a f training ground pitch just around the corner from the hotel just have a little jog and then we'll go start tomorrow so we've gone just shoved whatever on shorts t-shirts and that Stefan Schwartz He's still got his um, his gear on from the plane, but he just didn't get changed. So we're just doing like a slow jog, and he's got his wallet, right? And he's just like put it down where everyone's put like the, the drinks and whatever, and just put it down. So we're about the second lap round, and the wind's got up, right? <laughs> I'm not joking yet. I don't know how much was in this wallet, but silly amounts. Just started blowing across the field, <laughs> right? Bear in mind, like you say, I was on well. I might have been my third year then, so I might have been on 90 quid a week. But fucking, all this money's blown. There was me, Lummy, um, there was a couple of others. Well, like, try to climb up these fucking, um, <laughs> it's like metal fences to grab these fucking 20s down. <laughs> crystal <laughs> maze. <laughs> it was like a crystal maze. <laughs> Stefan Swartz is pissing himself, thinking I couldn't give two fucks. Like, he's probably lost about 10 grand in the wind, and we're like, fucking. <laughs> It was unbelievable. <laughs> Is it, like, I can just see you climbing like the, you know, the tennis fence. Just climbing it was like that, honestly. You stop the fans, please. It was. It was just 20s flying everywhere. We were like, <laughs> fuck. But he, just, he just laughed, carried on jogging. Just went, wasn't even bothered in the slightest. <laughs> he was. When you're saying you were injured and maybe started going out a bit, who were the, who were the main contenders in leading, leading you astray? Makatea. He was injured, and I remember going out with him quite a bit because he lived in Durham, so it was like halfway between where I lived in Aycliffe and in Sunderland. Uh, but I used to go out with a few of my mates from home as well. Like I've still knock about with the same lads now, so it wasn't necessarily going out with the first team all the time. Although we did maybe once or twice uh, a week a or week. whatever. It was <laughs> it was mainly like just local and stuff. But um, had Ready signed at this point? Ready broke through the year before, I think. You know, he, if you ever wanted to go out, Reddy was your man. Oh, mate, he came Michael to York Reddy. on loan, mate, and he, he, he's turned in some states. I've got to ask you about the trip to Magaloc, me, you and Dino. Aye. Did you fall out with him or something? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, well, he was just, to be fair, he, uh, when was that? That was uh, my last... Is he your wingman? Are you, are you two, like, thick as Me and Dino, Dino, bad combination. <laughs> very, very, still to this day, bad, bad combination. <laughs> So we, we'd gone to Magaluf and um, we didn't go with Reddy, but he was out there. I think it was with Richie Ryan and a few of the other Sunderland lads. So we're on the strip and uh, me and Dino's talking to these two birds. And all can hear is Reddy. Like he's you know Reddy, don't you? He's, yeah. he's fucking cocky, like. All can hear is him shouting over, ah, he's a fucking nice. You fucking wankers and all this, like, like, bear in mind you're playing with him. <laughs> so we were like, fuck off, Reddy. Like, at first, just like, bit of crack isn't it next bye he rocks up again 
ah, you fucking minging, shouting to these birds, and like, yeah, you're a fucking good looking all you two cunts, and that, to me and Dean on that. Like, is he, t- is he fucking taking the piss here? Anyway, this kept going on, but as we were walking up the strip, and there must have been about 20 Sunderland fans seeing Michael Reddy, so he's on his high horse now, they're all like, there's only one Michael Reddy and all this, he's like, thinking he's a fucking man. So he's still going, so me and Dino had like, one of them, Right, do we fill ready in or do we try and get into these birds? <laughs> it was like, it was, literally, it was literally a flip of a coin because it had been going on for about two hours this way. Right, so anyway, you know what boomerangs? You go up, the, up yeah, yeah, the down hill. the stairs, right? So anyway, all this, all you can hear is, well, Mike, I'm ready and all this. Oh, fuck's sake. So walking down, down the stairs and ready said something to Dino. You know what Dino's like? He doesn't mess about like, he's like, f- keep going, mate, I'll fucking kill you. Ben and mine were like teammates, like, and uh, so Reddy has gone, like these Sunderland lads are at the front, not realising me and Dino played for Sunderland as well, probably thought we're just giving him shit. Um, these Sunderland lads, what have you been like that for? So Reddy's gone to throw a punch over the top of these Sunderland lads, but like the worst punch you've ever seen at Dino, and then ran off. So that was it, that was like, fuck the birds, we're going for him, <laughs> so fucking... Anyway, Dino's rapid. Michael Reddy's like silly, silly fast, right? So Dino's got flip-flops on, right? Like, I wasn't slow, but I'm not like their level, right? So anyway, Dino's ran up the strip, flip-flops off, caught him, flung him into a tree, and I've just come in and smashed him, like... (laughs) And uh, honestly, like, you know, you're thinking, well, probably wasn't one of your better decisions, like, do you know what I mean? (laughs) But anyway, the next... So the next night... We were on the strip again. He's only started again, hasn't he? Well, like, is this lad for fucking real? Like? <laughs> so um, we're in boomerangs again, and he's shouting over again. Anyway, we, we left it, and like two weeks later, we're back for pre-season. He's telling all the first-team lads, fucking out of order, then, and McLough beating me up and all this, like, and i never done that and all that. And we were like, you fucking sure? But, uh, aye, interesting trip, that one, like. Was it frosty on the return? Do you know what? I ended up playing with him at Grimsby. I get on a sound with him now, and it was just like, within a couple of weeks, it was just like, fuck, it, you, we're pissed. He was being a dick, That's and he, it, d- he yeah. deserved it. He did. If he was sat here now, he'd say, yeah, yeah. T- we probably wouldn't. He'd be going, ah, oh, you're fucking nice, or something like that. But, <laughs> do you know what I mean, though? He would probably sit here now and say, yeah, fair enough, like, I deserved to get a little dig, like. When you went out alone, mm. did you think it's just a chance to prove yourself and then come back and carry on contending? To be fair, it was like, I remember the assistant manager, Sacco, just pulled me, said, right, Notts County, the scout's been watching you, really likes you, wants you to go down there. We want you to go out and get games. You're not going to be playing here. You need, you need to go out and play man's, man's football, basically. So, Were they doing all right then as well? Um, League One. League One. Yeah. Um, they're in admin at the time. So I said, I know, Bob. I just went down. Um, didn't know what to expect because I'd... It's all right, like, maybe trying to break in at Sunderland or playing reserve team football, but it doesn't mean that, like, you're not playing for three points on a Saturday or mm. for, a, for a win bonus or something that actually means something. So, um, went down and um, obviously went to sign, but because of the admin thing, it sort of dragged on, and I'm sure I missed the first game of the season because they couldn't, because of the embargo or something, I couldn't actually sign. I think made me debut about the second game, maybe, but... Um, there was talk like they were they wanted to like sign me permanently, but I had another another year left on my contract at Sunderland. And to be honest, I probably well, I definitely made the right decision because 
it was a bit it was carnage that season down there like so it was it was best for me to go back to Sunderland and just try and get my head down and we're not ready to leave either where Sunderland mm. nah nah not really even though it might have been better say if Grimsby were yeah, admin maybe best for your career yeah but like I said to you I don't think until I was about 26 I realised yeah. I had a career like to me I, like my career was going in and just training every day with a, with a semi on, like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so did you, ever, did you ever think to yourself, I hope they're a bit of a shitter now, Sunderland, so I can have a chance of getting in the team? Do you know what? It's like now, when you look at where Sunderland is now, if that had been when, when we were like 17, 18, 19, you've got every chance of playing every week or oh, breaking through. But then, when I was 17, 18, 19, could I have handled playing for Sunderland? I don't think I could. I still don't think do I could. Think? I still don't think I could now. What, like, the, the, the nerves and the... I remember playing... You were played in some of them reserve games when we had 40,000 there. Can you remember that? At the, at the stadium. Yeah. We played Man U and things yeah, like that. Newcastle, I remember, playing Newcastle. I remember playing Newcastle. They had like a proper away end in a reserve match. It was like, there was like 30, 40,000 there. And I'm running down the line, like about across the ball in it. And I'm like, all the fans are singing the Sunderland boot boys. And I'm thinking... I'm running down the line saying, where are they Sunderland? <laughs> I'm just about to cross a ball in that. I'm thinking, I'm, like, I probably would have got sent off within about five minutes if I ever actually did play against the Mags. Do you know what I mean? So I don't think I could have, as, as much as I wanted to break in, I think I would have struggled at some of the big games to keep, your head. keep me head. I, I think I would have done. How are you in them games? I know it's just a reserve game, but still 40,000 in your... You're playing, yeah, like if it wasn't Newcastle, if it wasn't like the mags, like the Man U games and whoever, not a problem. Like thrive on it. Still, if I was playing now, the bigger the crowd, the better. I loved it when I played in front of the big uh, crowds. But something when they played Newcastle, I just nah, couldn't cope. Like, Switch. just got too too fired up. I think. But it's like whenever much. I've played at other clubs, like whatever, and you're playing big derby games. I thrive on it and it's like it's what you play football for isn't it do you know what I mean to play in the big games and but I think when it's in you it's it's hard to keep the lid on it like that one would just be too much I think so aye definitely did you play one game for the first team yeah I came on uh, that last season uh, came on at Ipswich away I was on the bench in that a few times that yeah. season um, on there or thereabouts travelling all over and maybe just missing out but I came on at Ipswich I was that really Mick McCarthy. That must yeah. have been special for you. It was, but do you know what? It was only a couple of minutes. I know like people say, is that it? But to me, I've lived my dream. I played for Sunderland. So I can never take that away, but I just obviously wish it had been more than just like that little stint coming on as a sub, I suppose. But I think it's one of them, though. That yes, you, you played that one game, but it's coming through. Coming through at that time. Mm. Training and... Being around it. Yeah. Or? Oh, it was just a class time, wasn't it? I... For the whole look club, city, everything, yeah. I Especially when you look where the club is now. Crazy, isn't it? Who were manager at um, Notts County? Billy Dayden. He was all right, like, it was old school. I got down there as a lad, uh, Tony Hackworth. Uh, used to be at Leeds. From Durham, massive Sunderland fan. So me and him just hit it off first day. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was like Cask, Fenno, Nick Fenton, Tony Hackworth. It was like quite a group of... Like I say, I was, I'd moved to Nottingham. I think I was 19, 20, didn't know anyone. New single. S- single, new city. And then all these are like, oh, well, we go out Saturday after a match. We go out on a Sunday. We go out on a Tuesday after training. We sometimes go out on a Wednesday. Like, fucking hell. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I love the drink then, but I'd never been used to going out that much. That and, much. and luckily, because I was always fit, I could, I was luckily that, 
I'd go out and I'd still be at the front the next day and it didn't it probably caught up to me about two or three months into the season I think well I thought do you know what like I'm feeling a bit fucked here in matches and it was a bit it was a bit too much but the team spirit was fucking unbelievable like they, they, they were all experienced pros and they were used to it weren't they totally yeah. like they've, they've done it for years probably it's, I suppose in our era coming through it was just the norm wasn't it like like now, I can't imagine any of the sides would be like, right, we're going out Tuesday after training. You probably no one would do it now, would they? But then it was like Tuesday club, yeah, Saturday club. I'd drive, I'd come home after a match sometimes on a Saturday. I'd drive back on a Sunday night ready for training. They'd be like, oh, come and meet us. We're in fucking Hooters or we're in what? And I'm like, fuck's sake, it's like ten o'clock at night, and then you're out on the Sunday night, and then it, it was just like it, it was ridiculous. So you just got sucked into that rather than got sucked into it. Like, don't get me wrong, the football. Loved it, loved playing for a reason, like proper like games and some of the experience. I remember playing at Cardiff away that season and I'll never forget it as a young lad getting like coins thrown at you and spat on in a proper atmosphere. It was like, it, it's it's good for your sort of like experiences to bring you through. It stands you in good stead for when you're later on in your career, aren't you? But, but as an actually off the field, yeah, it was, it was just carnage like. Sometimes dangerous, isn't it, when you're front of the runner, when you get away with it for a bit, because you think, oh, I've got it again. Never, I've never, never known it. No. That's what, <laughs> so you sometimes choose not to. Or maybe not. Totally. <laughs> I went at the back because I, I was at the back. I, I weren't choosing to be at the back. Yeah, but that's what I mean. So you put, if you knew if you knew you were going to be at the back, you might not have gone out. You might think, oh, I won't. If you get away, if you with, get it, away with it, and you think, oh, it'll be fine. Yeah, I'll get I can do it. this. But like, like you said, well, it I think catch, when, catches up with you. When you're 19 and that, and you're like you're in a city by yourself with nothing to do when you finish training. It's not like now you've got kids and you go home and you've got stuff and you plan it. They'll be like, right, we're going to Hooters for dinner. Like, well, we've got nothing else to do. Okay, then I'll come back. Do you know what I mean? Like, fucking... Well, they do do nice chicken wings and all, yeah. don't they? It wasn't the whole team. There was, like I say, there was a group of maybe cool. five or six. Um, that was... I played with lads at Donny the first time. They were out every day. And the, and the lad admit now that it was a problem for them. Were, you you couldn't get away with that now, though. You could then, because a lot of a lot of players were doing similar-ish sort of stuff. There was no like fucking sports science then, was there? Or like, so you've, got, you've probably got this. a group at every club doing it yeah. back then. Yeah, probably two, three, and the drag the drag a couple in. <laughs> on a, you dip your toe in once or twice, but talking every day in walkabout, 15, yeah. 16 pints. Oh no. Nah. <sighs> Good effort, isn't it? Nah. And don't get me wrong, I didn't have a bad season. I think I played over thirty games in League One and um held me on and, and done well. But when you look back and think Could've if I hadn't have gone out as much or got sucked into like that sort of environment, I suppose, would I've been fitter, would I've been playing better, would I've then if got a move to somewhere else instead of going back you just don't know, do you? But uh, no, it was it was it was a good good experience. Like, did you enjoy it then? Loved it. At <laughs> <laughs> the time, you do. Yeah. You do. So a bit left. Um, Peter Reid left while you were at not. So while I was in, Peter Reid uh, got the sack, and then Howard Wilkinson come in. He came and gone before I'd even well, gone back. back. So then Mick McCarthy took over. I remember going back first day pre-season. I don't think Mick even knew who I was. But honestly, I've gone in and he's, I think he's thinking, who the fuck's this? <laughs> um, someone's probably not told him I was away on loan like last season. But anyway, I come in, um, first day, I remember we'd done a bleep test straight away and I 
I'd come like second or something. So I could think Mick was thinking, oh, he's, oh well, he's all right. And then we went straight into this, um, this drill and it was no keepers. I remember there was two goals, like, I don't know, 50 yards apart, no keepers. And you weren't allowed to use your hands. You had to like take it in the face or whatever. Like if they were going to have a shot, you just like, just stand there and just take it. Like, and we're just like just taking balls, like smashing in your chest, in your face and all that. I thought it's fucking class, this like. <laughs> <laughs> And um, Somebody that likes pain. Yeah, it's I, dream, but, but I got on great with Mick, to be fair, from that day. Like, you must have thought, oh, he's taking them in the face here. Like, where some of them were fucking, weren't into that. Like, no, I think, I think <laughs> do you know, know what I mean? They kind of got out of the way. Nah, they, they weren't into that. But um, <laughs> it was one of them. Like, that season, there was always someone ahead of me. And it was just there or thereabouts in the squads, training with them, obviously, every day. But... Just never. Did you, did never you think uh, under Mick, like when you arrived back, do you think, oh, there might, might be a chance here after you'd taken a few at first? <laughs> after I took a, after <laughs> I took after a few, you, I was after thinking. You, after you fucking packed yourself up, yeah, how about I was thinking, uh, fucking hell, he might stick me in here, like, but um, no, like I said, it's hard. Like, I think the club had signed Stephen Wright for three million. Big money, money. Daz, Daz Williams played for years for something, like, you're always going to be down the pecking order as a young lad coming through, aren't you? It's just yeah. it's just how it goes at the big clubs. What about off the field? Had you continued the, the Notts County fair, mold? Or? Uh, it's always going to be in me where, like, I can I can keep it right, but if if I go out, I, I, I'll, I'll go off the rails. Like, the lads all say to me, is sensible Simon coming out or is Frank the Tank coming out? <laughs> like, so, when I'm Frank, like, I'll go off the rails, but... Generally that season, I was I was all right. I just <laughs> kept it right and was like I said, I was there or thereabouts and thought I've got a chance here. But Mick was spot on all the way through. And then at the end of the season, I remember having a conversation. He said, "Look, um, I'm sure he said like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind keeping you, but you need to be playing football. You're not going to be getting the games here. Um, and as gutted as I was, maybe that's when I thought, well, right, I need to actually fucking do something here, like mm. and try and." play some league football I was, I was like 22 and already played 30 odd games where some lads break through at 17 18 mm. have played 300 games or something by then do you know what I mean so it's just one of them gutted to leave but it's just life isn't it you were you bitter when you left at all um, it was weird because it didn't I didn't like it was like it happened overnight so although I knew I was leaving he'd, we'd had the chat about three or four weeks before the end of the season but then we got beat on penalties in the playoffs and it was literally, right, I'm leaving tomorrow now then. Been there since I was 15 year old and then all of a sudden, bang, that's it. You go in, collect your boots, say bye to everyone and you're off. That's you never playing for Sunderland again. It was Get like- A few more signatures before you went. And yeah, yeah, stood outside, got the autographs on the way <laughs> and that. Um, <laughs> but I was like, fuck. That's Is that like? Yeah, yeah. I think I was crying on the way to the car that day. I was gutted like. But yeah. I don't know. It's just it's just one of them, isn't it? So was the move to Grimsby already sort that nah. did you have an agent? Yeah, you? I had an agent and he said to me, Oh, Chef Wed want you to go and train with them. Um the Port Vale manager rang me. He said, I want you to come down. There was a few clubs who said, Oh, we want to have a look at your pre season, but no one actually saying, Right, bang, there's a contract. Because mm. um, I hadn't played that much, like I said, I've been playing resi football all season. Like they want they want to see you, don't they? Um so, drove down to Grimsby, uh, met Russell Slade. He basically showed me around the ground, offered me a contract within like f 15 minutes or something. Got in the car. I thought, do you wait up 
going training with clubs and now happening or do you take a contract and I thought do you know what fuck it I'm gonna I'm just gonna it was dropping down to league two but I thought right so you can kick on again can't you, you yeah you could go in and do well you, you I thought that at the time I so I thought right I mean they played in black and white light which was a bit of a <laughs> <laughs> light. I mean dad wasn't too happy with that one like happy when they were playing away well to be honest I always said I'll never ever play for the Mags. Doesn't matter how much you pay me, I would never play for the Mags. And then I signed for Notts County and they call the fucking Magpies, aren't they? Black and white. <laughs> so there's that. They're black and white. And then I went to Grimsby and they're black and white. So it's not a good start, like. But um, how was he, Slade? He was alright. He was spot on. He, he he loved us at first, and and then I got a bad neck operate. Like a, I lost the feeling in my arm. That was like header and balls and that. And, uh, Wasn't off the horse, was it? <laughs> no, that was after that. The horse was after. <laughs> but um, walking around my head like this, the only comfortable position anyway, when I got a scan, I said, oh, your fucking discs popped out, out the back. So I had to get like an operation through the front of my neck. And I missed like three or four months that season. In between that, he's changed the formation and to a back four instead of the sweeper. So I was like just a bit part player, to be honest. Didn't really get a look in, so I had to try and get away from there as well. And how old are you at this point? 23, 4, 24, I think I. Still not quite the age where you're going to nah. be a footballer yet. No, nah. <laughs> <laughs> still hasn't sunk in, like. <laughs> um, but no, nah, like, it, it just, yeah, I was in and out, and then Steve Parkin. Oh, fucking hell. And he rang me in the January, said, Look, you're not playing. We'll take over your contract till the summer. Come and play however many games and we'll extend it. At Rochdale, isn't At it? Rochdale. So I thought, do you know what? He was up front and that, fair enough. I said, right, I champion, I want to play. Went in and he was good to his word. I played however many games. He gave me a new two-year contract. But then that pre-season, just, it just went pear-shaped with him, to be honest. Remember the end of that um, season, Parky put a whiteboard up and he went, right, first their pre-season you're doing this run can't remember what it was 10 laps of fucking whatever so you know over the summer get yourselves right I'm going to be testing you on the first day I love out like that so I knew first day I'll just fucking lap everyone like come in I was like two laps ahead of everyone he was in the right huff now you would think or I would think you should know your players to think fair play to him he's fucking worked his nuts off to come in pre-season and lead by example or whatever He's in the right huff, like, saying, oh, slow it down a bit, rammers and all that at the front, right? And then we went away uh, pre-season somewhere. They give us a night out. Frank the Tank. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> oh, to, be fair, to be fair, he didn't say you've got to be in by whatever. No curfew. I can't remember him saying a curfew, but we'd been out and about, whatever, in the nightclub, fucking steaming, blah, blah. But the next day, we had a bleep test. Not a problem. So I'm... So obviously the beeps are coming. I'm ahead of the beep because I'm just flying like, because I was just that fit at the time. He's going to me fucking wait for the beep. Like trying to like show me up, if you know what I mean. Like instead of saying like catch up with rammers, like yeah. Yeah, to the look rest at of it, the lads. like how, if I was a manager, you'd, I don't know, if you, if you know people, you sort of know what, how to get the best out of them. Now if he said to me, rammers, you're flying, I'd have fucking sprinted a little bit faster again. Mm. But he's gone the other way. He's fucking, you back rather you're, than... you're ahead of the beep, rammers, fucking slow down, like, do you know what I mean? And it just, I don't know. I don't know what it was. But Take it personal. We just totally just didn't see eye to eye. And then... So it, that sums him up, that. You can have a night out, but you've got a bleep test the next day. What a fucking twattish thing to do, that is. <laughs> what a twat. 
But as a manager, you've got to love the fact that because he'll, he'll know that you'll you'll like the drink. And he knows, still and he, he knows that I love a drink. But at the end of the day, right? Don't get me wrong. If Frank the Tank had gone out and then I was spewing up and at the back of the run and hammer me, don't care. That's fine. Find me, whatever. I'm at the front, yeah. ahead of the beeps, because I'm that fifth. Yeah. And he's he wasn't happy like. But I remember at the start of that season, he was playing a little lad who was a centre mid, Brownie. He was about five foot two, at right back ahead of me. He wasn't even a right back. And you know, you're thinking, fuck. And like, he just gave you the two year deal and all, didn't he? Yeah, give me a two year deal. And I was sort of like playing the odd game. And then he ended up, uh, I can't remember if he resigned or if he got the sack and Hilly took over. But you liked him from the off, or he liked you? Just hit it off, mate. He was, he was class straight away, played every game when I was fit. And his assistant, Flicker, was fucking just class, just like, just one of the lads. And you'd go in on the day, just, it was just like going training with your mates. It was brilliant. And we ended up, I think, when they took over, we were in the relegation zone, and I think we ended up missing out in the playoffs by like three points or something daft like that, because... Everyone was just buzzing, like. You do his inspirational talks and... He's crackers, like. Do you know what? I've just yeah, thought of a fucking great story on him. So, I can't remember if it was that season or the season after. We'd gone through a sticky spot where we'd lost, like, three or four games. So, he said, right, lads, after training on Tuesday, I've got one of my old managers coming in, Dennis Smith. He wants to have a chat with you and all that. Now, not one of these lads will know who Dennis Smith is, but Dennis Smith was a Sunderland manager when I was, like, a kid in the 90s. I'm thinking, fucking get in, Dennis Smith's coming in, right? <laughs> <laughs> fucking big smudge. to get the programme. I've got the old programme. Right? Dad, I'll get, I'll get them signed for you. So I'm thinking, fucking champion. These are like, the fuck's Dennis Smith? So anyway, <laughs> they put the dinners on. We've gone in. There's a big whiteboard up like that over there. So uh, we're all sat here. I'm thinking, oh, I can't wait to hear like, the stories and all that. Two fucking strippers come out, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, where's Dennis Smith? Where the fuck's big Dennis Smith? <laughs> <laughs> fucking two strippers come out in the middle and all the lads are like the, squ the squirting whipped cream on the lads and all that and everyone's just having crap pissing themselves laughing and it just like mate we went on like a run of like 10 games unbeaten or something after that and you know like we just totally no one expected it <laughs> and he would do things like that just so off the cuff and you're like last thing I thought going to train today was there's going to be birds dildo on each other <laughs> I was hoping for Dennis <laughs> You just sat in corner like and gum. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Shit, this guy. Shite. You promised me Smithy. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> he was classic, like, just random man management. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, he got it wrong sometimes and went overboard on players, but other times, some of the things he'd done, it was him and Flicker were just like different class. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, that was uh, Frank. That was Frank. I don't <laughs> think it was you, it was Frank, yeah. Basically, we'd, we'd been up all night and uh, one of the lads was flying in from from Scotland, one of Dino's mates, little Dean. 
<laughs> so, uh, Dino got to bed, you know, Sam Russell, keeper. Yeah, yeah. Rusty. Aye. Uh, so, me and him's thought, fuck it, we'll stay up, wait for these, getting him from from Scotland. Like, so come out the nightclub, on the drink. Anyway, went up, found little Dean. He's fucking got now on, mate, throwing $100 bills about on the bed. The fuck? He's like, I've just won ten grand. He put five dollars in a slot machine. He just won ten grand. He's like, come on, we're going downstairs. Drinks are on me and all this. Like, like fucking champion. <laughs> <laughs> so me, Rustler, Frank, get your coat. We're off. <laughs> <laughs> fucking mate, Frank's just getting warmed up at this point, <laughs> right? So anyway, we've gone downstairs. Fucking little Dino's drinks are on me. Blah blah blah. Anyway, before you know, it, it's like eight, nine in the morning. Little Dino's had enough, but me and Rustler are just like getting warm, like. So I said, right, stick our shorts on. We'll just fucking go straight to the pool, man. So I went up, got all my dollars out of my bag, whatever. I, I can't remember how much I had in, in my thing. Put them in my shorts, straight down to the pool. What kind of nick are you in at this point? Are you tipsy? <laughs> <laughs> but ready to kick on. <laughs> and, uh, Water off yeah. Tipsy, but ready to go. <laughs> so anyway, straight to the pool. It's like nine, ten-ish. There's like people just coming out from breakfast and shit and whatever. Anyway, uh, so like, might as well get on the shots, eh? So anyway, a couple of Sambucas and stuff. And there's like, Yanks just, probably just had coffees or whatever, just chilling in the pool and that. I'm like, who wants a fucking shot? So there's like four or five of them like, aye, so I'm buying all these Yanks in the pool shots. Anyway, similar to Stefan Swartz, I've fucking just put my money on the side, steaming, blah, blah, blah. My money's just blue across the fucking pool. Oh, fuck's sake, I couldn't believe it, mate. But anyway, right, get You're some more. No, there was no chance of catching it, mate. It just fucked off. And I was like, <laughs> it just fucked off. <laughs> so then, you, you? ah, you do. So anyway, got some more, more shots, more shots. By this time, all the lads who were out with us the night before have turned up to see, like, what the fuck is going on here with Frank? So I was at steaming, right? I actually thought I was doing the front crawl, but I wasn't. I was on dry land, right? So I had one arm in the pool, like, laid down. But I thought I was like in the zone. I was like thinking I was doing the front crawl. Well, I was like, he needs to go. Like, so <laughs> then I'm in the pool. I remember getting some more shots, and I like nearly was like nearly going under. And security come and got us, gives a fireman's lift. Fucking went up, and uh, Dino's come up and like obviously checked that that I'm all right. Like, but um, I yeah got fireman's lifted, mate. After doing some boots. Carried out the pool at ten o'clock. No, no, this was like dinner time. Now, like I. I'd had, oh, I got a proper stand ovation. See, the next few days, everyone's high-fiving me all the way. <laughs> Everywhere I went in the Luxor, they were like, yeah, man. I was thinking, who the fuck's that? <laughs> Couldn't remember, mate. My last recollection is like one arm swimming round the side <laughs> of the pool in the Luxor. Some Aye. guy, Frank. There's some guy. Aye. Fucking just high-fives everywhere, mate. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Aye, that was a good trip. Where did you know Rusty <laughs> from then? Grimsby? Rustler signed... Um, Rustler Grimsby? Uh, Rochdale. Rochdale? Yeah, he came to Rochdale. Hilly signed him. Did you play with Lambert then? Yeah. Was Lambert there? Oh, mate. So, when you look back at some of the players that were at Rochdale... Lafondre there as well. Yeah. Well, the first week when I signed, our two forwards were Grant Holt and Ricky Lambert. And then Holt, he, I think he got sold that week when I went in that January window. Uh, then you've got like Glenn Murray... Lafondra, uh, Jordan Rhodes, um, honestly, like Chris Basham was there, who's Sheffield uh, now in the Prem. Some of the players, unbelievable when you look back, like for that league. Is that down the hill? 
Did he sign? He signed a lot of them, I. Yeah, he signed Alfie, um, Steve Parkin signed Glenn Murray, but he, oh, what he's ended up going to do. But I, some of the lads that were in that squad all went on to do really well. Like, Are you sticking in in terms of your football? Are you oh, I was in the zone. Yeah. Doing well. Yeah, that was like, say what, that's when it sort of clicked for me a bit. Um, I was just probably one of the fittest I've ever been in my career. I was doing well, playing every week. The team was winning every week. It was just like class environment to go into every day like brilliant he was just like one of the lads you didn't see him as a gaffer he was just like I think I'm sure he used to say just call me Hilly or whatever we didn't even call him gaffer him and Flicker and then we ended up finishing in the playoffs got to Wembley um, didn't quite go up and then I think he started changing things a little bit in that summer um, moved a few players on changed maybe his ways a little bit maybe he thought didn't quite go up last that season. I need to do something differently, or I don't know what his thinking was behind it. But the, him and Flicker distanced themselves a little bit from the squad after that summer. Well, like the summer before, Flicker come to Magaluf with us and everything, and we'd all be. <laughs> but that was the environment. Like we'd, yeah. we'd go out in Manchester, he'd be with us, or it was just the norm. It wasn't like oh, you can't go out to your gaffers there. Eh? He was just like, I'll get the pints in. Like it was, it was just the norm. Which is good, by the way. Which is class. I think and brilliant, that. and do you know what the lads like really like took to that. Run through a bit well for him. Yeah, though, exactly. Totally. He was out with us, and he and then you come in on the Monday, and you knew you had to work hard. It's fine, no yeah. problem with that. So after the playoff loss, did that stop? Yeah, I d yeah, a little bit. I don't think Hilly didn't come out and Flicker distance himself a little bit from the lads. Like I said, they just wanted to try a different route to try and get us promoted that next season, or, yeah. or what? I don't know. That's tough as a player to for a, you can, if you've seen them change. You're like. Turned into a dick. Yeah, yeah, like flickering that he used to be doing the worm on the dance floor and that our assistant manager and stuff like that, and then all of a sudden he wasn't coming out with us, and it was like <laughs> just doing a sidestep. No. Yeah, <laughs> I just I, I don't I don't know, but I suppose some some managers' assistants do distance themselves, but then when you've had it the other way, you can't. No, that's that's a thing that I think the lads struggle to understand. They're like, well, this is weird. We should all be out together now, or should go to Magaluf, or do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. A bit on eggshells, then, aren't you? A little bit. What can I do? What can yeah. I? What can I do? Yeah. Had a good game against Grimsby, didn't you? When you went back, scored two. Well, I, I don't score many at all. But I scored for Rochdale a week after leaving Grimsby. We played them. I scored an overhead kick. Fuck knows what I was doing up there. <laughs> with one of them. And good finish, the, Frank. And then the next season, I scored two against Grimsby. Saw so three in uh, in two games. I celebrate. I can't remember. You know, probably I just not used to scoring. I just I don't know what I've done. Couldn't get my tessies out in them days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, and that was, it was weird. Like, I, know, I suppose, you see it all the time, people like going back to their old clubs <coughs> and scoring, but that's strikers, not fucking right backs. Three in two games, like, you know what I mean? How would you have been if you'd have drawn Sunderland in the cup and you'd have scored in the 90th minute to knock them out? I don't know. It's a good question. That is a good question. Or would you have missed on purpose? I don't know. Who was it who said that they I'm not sure on that one. Sunderland? Was it Lee Clark? He couldn't play against Newcastle mm -hmm. while he were playing for Sunderland. He said he wouldn't, yeah. he wouldn't have been able to play. Yeah. Did he go and see Reedy? I think yeah. he hadn't seen Reedy. If we play Newcastle, I can't play. How do you look at Clarkie then? I was... As a Sunderland fan. Um, what a player. Like, he, he was different class. Um, I just don't think I could do what he'd done. In oh, Newcastle. I and celebrate and what have you and... I know people say, fuck off, Rammers. If someone was paying you 40 grand a week, you'd wear that Newcastle shirt. I get what they're saying, and you're probably thinking, fuck off. But I don't know if I, like, 
I don't know. I don't know if I could, mate. I don't. No, it's not so much the money. Fuck me. Of course you want that money, but I don't know. Yeah. Like your heart's got to be in it. I don't know how his, his heart could have been in it to play for Son because he's a, he's yeah. a Newcastle diehard, isn't he? Yeah. But give him his due. He was one of the best players that them That's couple of seasons. He was unreal. Well, what you're saying though that to if you've been brought up and experienced that to go on the other side and be celebrating with, a, with the opposition that, is, is your art in it I've never been in that is you coming from that perspective I've never been in that boat for someone to offer me the chance to say would you want to sign for Newcastle where's he had the chance to, do you know what I mean so until you're in that situation you don't know how you're going to react and if that money's on the table whatever but it must have been a hard one for him like yeah. to, to do it when all his family are diehards and he's a diehard and being surrounded by Sunderland fans every day and that with my, my contract I think it was the year that we got promoted. I was they were faffing about with my contract, and Newcastle got in touch with my agent and said, "Would he would he fancy it?" Mm. I wouldn't have got. I don't think I'd have gone in there first team. I was still young, so I'd have been one of them where I'd signed and go in the twenty threes or whatever it was back then, twenty ones, and I'd, I'd have gone. Mm. But someone sort my contract out. Mercenary. You're a shit house. Eh? Fucking mercenary. That's me. No, that's through, just mate. that's like the levels of where are you as a fan? Yeah. You know, you're a, yeah. Mm. Aye. Surprised you've not just stood up and walked out. Oh, I'm going to fall out. <laughs> <laughs> give him a fucking ready. Uh, I'll be behind you. We'll give him a ready. Uh, I'll catch him. You'll fucking twat him. Yeah. Thanks all these words. <laughs> Kicked on though that that last season at Rochdale, didn't you? To Bradford be knocking on the door. Yeah, we um, we we got the playoff final the season before Wembley got beat, and then the next season we finished. I think it was fifth or sixth again in the playoffs. So. The squad was was doing well. I had a really good season again. Um, I was in Vegas at the time and got found out. I think it might have been after that pool incident. I found out uh, <laughs> Stuart McCall wanted to sign for me. So when I got back, like to me, I would say, like I said, about that time in my career was when I thought I need, I, I need to do something here. Like now, no disrespect to Rochdale, and I absolutely loved my time there. What? If we were top of the league, bottom of the league, you're always going to get maybe 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 crowds. At Bradford, when Stuart McCall wanted to sign me, and uh, obviously for what he's done in the game, and you're thinking, fucking hell, he's, he wants to sign me. But to, thinking, well, I'm going to be playing in front of 15,000, 20,000 maybe. They were in the Premier League not that long ago. They could go through the divisions. It was like, fucking, can I turn this offer down? Like mm. it, was, it was a no-brainer. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it was tough leaving Rochdale because I did love my time there. But just for that reason, just to kick on, I thought this could, this could be the next step. Yeah, to go. I, don't, I don't think anybody can look at it and say, oh, why has he gone Bradford from Rochdale? You know what no, I, mean? I know. No disrespect to Rochdale, but... But it's funny like how things pan out. And Rochdale got promoted that next season. I left and Bradford, we struggled. So like in hindsight, if I'd have hung on for that one more year, I would kicked on and gone into League One and you just don't know so but I still don't regret it for an instant I I loved Rochdale but signing for Bradford 100% was the right thing to do do at that time I would do it in a a heartbeat for well Stuart McCall's the best manager I've played under by a country mile country mile so for me I would you Sunderland managers anyone as a as a man and as a manager without a doubt you know like you know how fickle football is right so, to me, it's like, oh, you have a good game today, you're the best thing since sliced bread, you have a shitter on Saturday, they'll just hang you out to wash. And 
he's, he's, he's loyal. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know where you stand with him. Whenever I was fit, I played. He loved me. And like I go on about Steve Parkin before, know your players. So I would be at the front of the running and Stuart would be like, fucking keep up with Rammers. Now, Stuart knows that I'm a loose cannon as well, but he knows when I need to be done. He made me captain of the club because he knew this is what you fucking should be doing. Set an example. And that's all I've looked for is a manager who who was like that with me. So straight away, he was like that. And I just got off to a fly. I just was playing out my skin because he just gave me that confidence. Like The right manager for you. Totally. The right manager. Parkin could have done that. When, when you, totally could have done. He's digging you out for not making the beat or getting before the beat. Totally, you and it's it's just, just that bitter. It's mad because you shouldn't really. It's like you're at certain clubs and you wonder why the fuck was I shite at that club or why was I class at that club and the littlest things yeah. I think can trigger that. Whether your teammates like you, whether your manager likes you, whether the fans are hammering you. But at Bradford, I just felt as if all the lads were like sort of looking up to me as if to say, "Fucking hell." He's flying. He's playing well. The it's manager. Just to improve your confidence. And it's it just like I don't know. Yeah, I was just, yeah. I just was, just in my zone. Like, I did just, the lads see Frank though? The not initially. Do you know what Frank got put away in the cupboard for about <laughs> six months? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I was just that focused. I was just like, I just wanted to kick on. Like I was just proper in the zone. Yeah, Frank didn't come out for it. Who you got up front? Yeah, Peter Thorne, uh, Mickey Bolden, uh, James Hansen. See, did it, didn't, didn't it work at Asda? Co-op. Uh, co-op. So that pre-season, I signed and he was, that pre-season, he was, um, he was doing his shifts in the co-op <laughs> alongside coming in, training with us. So like, say we train, whatever, 10 in the morning, he'd finish, we'd have our scran and then he'd be starting his shift at like four or five o'clock and that in the co-op. Was he not on a contract? Not initially, because he was playing for, I think it was Geisley or someone and it was just a case Stuart wanted to have a look at him, obviously heard good things about him and uh, offered him a contract like he's unorthodox you know what I mean like he's the first one to say like you, you wouldn't wrap a ball into his feet and he's going to be like do a trick or but when you, in that league it was effective fucking it's hell you balls, put the ball in he's going to yeah. he's going to put an elbow into someone and get his head in there and it, he's he, he's done unbelievable he's done great for himself any pucks for him looking at co-op did he bring, nah. bring <laughs> he any cookies in, yeah. to be fair he was Day's only in there gone. for like a week or two left because then they signed him up and then he had to leave the co-op line gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a bet he was a great shell stacker as yeah. well because he's six foot fucking six <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean did Stuart McCall get the sack um, no not really it's, it was one of them like he's there's like there's legends at football clubs and then there's like him he's got like a stand named Call after him it. like and I think it was more I don't know if he had a chat with the chairman and we weren't in the position where we were hoping to be and they sort of said let's best we sort of like go separate can't. ways that's sad for you then to see him go well, I was devastated absolutely gutted um, obviously at that time I didn't know that I was going to end up signing for him again down the line at Motherwell yeah. but at the, at the time you're thinking who's going to come in now and um yeah, it was it was a bit sickening, like to be honest. Who came in there? Peter Taylor come in after that, I think. Um, he was he was spot on with me, got me in straight away, made me captain. But then, unfortunately, after that, I just just had a bad run with injuries. I had two hip operations, just couldn't seem to shake it off. Couldn't couldn't properly get back. Every time I came back, something else would go. Because you know what it's like, you do your hip, then all of a sudden you. 
that calf goes or that ham it's like you're overcompensating every time and that the type of person i am i just pushed myself too much to get back because because like i was said at the start because i was flying and people were looking up to me and i was in my element in my career i wanted to get back to that and so rushed it really totally to the point where i couldn't even clip a ball from here to that wall it was that week but i'm like yeah i'm fit yeah yeah i'll be at play yeah. i'll be at train Mentally, you're you're right, you're right, but your body can't. No, I wasn't even mentally right. I, I was you neither. I was definitely right. not mentally right. Because I'm thinking, if I've got a ping a ball here, I'm fucked. Like <laughs> seriously. And was, like, was it blatantly obvious in your performances? Do you know what? I must have blagged it a little bit, or just got away with just taking throw-ins for a few games or something <laughs> like. Because I stayed in the team, but I just chalk and cheese. Like if you'd have watched a game of me when I first signed for Bradford, to after I had my hip operation, you'd be like. Nah, that's not the same player. I couldn't, like, whip a ball in. I couldn't hit a diagon to a forward. Couldn't do now because I had no power or, like, mm. nothing in me from my hip. I was seeing passes and thinking, I've got that, but then thinking, I better not. I'll just square pass it inside. So you took the whole game changed then? It had to. They didn't know that. It was mad, like, how I got away with it when you look back now. So you're doing a job without really... I was doing a job and relying on my defensive abilities rather than what I'm doing when I get the ball so I'm still winning my headers my tackles blah 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 organising or whatever but the other side of my game which I was used to be better at I couldn't I couldn't do at that time like that frustrate you? oh man honestly totally still does now like when you look back and you think like there's nothing better like like when you were playing than when you're on fire yeah, and everything you're doing is coming off and from going from that to breaking down again or Rama's kind of training tomorrow he's fucking tweaked his calf or his hip's gone again that's when I went I went in a bit of a a bad place to be honest around about then that's when I've had a little bit of depression and stuff through my career but I think that was at time because I was used to all the oh you can rely on Rama's and he's going to be leading by example to he's our captain is, why is he in the fucking treatment room again? And I couldn't get my head around that. How people were, like doubting me. Mm. So like, were people doubting you though? Or was that just a pressure? Yeah, that I think I think they were. No, I think they were. And I felt as if people were sort of, is he is he still not fit? And I couldn't get away from it. So I'd go to training. Everyone, the staff, everyone. When are you going to be playing again? Like, as if like they needed me back. Do you know what I mean? And the gaffer, you fit yet? Then the physios. Uh, right, when you're going to be back this week? Or I'd come home, my dad, uh, you fit yet, son? I'd go to Tesco to get me fucking tea. Are you still injured yourself, cunt? Like, mm. do you know what I mean? I couldn't, couldn't get away from it. And I remember one night, like, it just all built up, built up. Phil Parkinson was a manager. And uh, sort of semi-frank was like, right, fuck this. So drove home from training, went straight to the pub in Aircliffe, and I was with one of my mates, hammering the vodka. And uh, I remember there was a few like, like I'm going back to Newcastle fans here, and the ones that I know from where I brought up know not to push it too far, and I would never push it too far. It's like a mutual respect. Whereas if I go into Newcastle and they don't know me, it, it could go off. So we're in the Aircliffe, and there's a few lads in there who know me, but they don't know what frame of mind I'm in that day. And I'd lost the plot, like, and. Uh, one of them starts singing like this fucking Newcastle song, mate, like fucking about Andy O'Brien or something. 
total like instinct, just got this pint glass and just fucking chewed it, mate. Just started chewing this pint glass. And uh, I know you're just thinking, what the fuck, but it was just, I don't know, just, I'd lost the plot, like, fucking chew this pint glass, like, what the fuck are you going to do, like, to these mags? Mate, pub got shut. It's like blood all over the table and that. I was oh, like, in my mouth. oh yeah, oh, I was fucking eating glass, mate, why I? So I was just like, fuck it, just lost the plot, basically. So the next day, I, uh, I rang up Nick Allenby, who was, he was like the fitness coach at Bradford. I said, mate, I think I'm just going to wrap in. Like, I think I'm just going to retire. I said, sick of breaking down my injuries. I've had enough. I was fucking eating glass last night. Blah, blah, blah. It's not fair, me missus. And what, what, did he, what, what did he say to you when, when you said I was eating glass last night? I, there was a pause, like. Can you repeat that again, Ramis? But uh, he, he just went, right, spot on, to be fair. He went, leave it with me. You're not coming in training tomorrow. I'll ring the gaffer now. So he must have rang Phil Parkinson. So he said, right, Gaffer said, come in tomorrow. But once everyone's left the training ground, just come in by yourself at like, whatever, four in the afternoon or something. So I've gone in training and uh, different class, Phil Parkinson, he went, look, Rammers, he said, I understand you're having a bad time. Didn't bring up like about you fucking eating glass, right? He just <laughs> said, I know you're having a bad time. Is all your mouth cut here, like? Oh, I mean, I couldn't fucking eat for about four days and that all that. It's fucked. So he goes, I'll tell you what you need. He said, get yourself down to Lillishaw for a couple of weeks. Uh, break from everybody here, all your family, the class with the rehab, get yourself down there, different voice to the physio at the club, sort yourself out, which I thought was spot on of him. At the time I was thinking, do I need to go to Lillishaw? But do you know what I mean? So anyway, went down there by myself, bit of space, Straight away, the physio at Lillishaw got me on this machine. All of a sudden, it was like, I don't know. I've been looking for all these answers for this long. Why do I keep breaking down? Got me on this machine. All of a sudden, my power started coming back. Like, just these exercises I was doing. The couple at Lillishaw. Yeah. Man and wife, weren't they? Yeah, the woman. She had me on this. I don't know what the machine is, but basically, it's like a rope thing. Where I was doing my kicking motion, but it was on like with a band sort of resisting against it. Whatever it was. All of a sudden, by third or fourth day, I'm thinking, I feel confident enough to probably ping a ball here. Like, it was just, I don't know. Anyway, cut long story short, went down there, <coughs> week or two, came back. Um, was fine. Started training again, built up that. I played like 20-odd games in a row towards the end of that season. Uh, I thought, like, I'm back. Do you know what I mean? Like, you half, life. Half, rage, half raging with the physio at Bradford thinking, why the fuck did you not have me doing that? A little bit and a little bit of me, it, a bit of him, but also a bit of myself because I'd never learn. I was, even to this day, like if I go for a run now, I'm like, fucking step on it. I have little conversations with myself. I, was, I used to be like that then. So I shouldn't have pushed myself too far. I've just had an operation and I'm thinking I'm back playing next week when I'm out for three months. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So, I'll take responsibility as well, but yeah, like you just you can only do what you're advised to do, can't you? I'm not a fucking people, I'm you? not a physio or a doctor or whatever. But I played the rest of that season, and then he pulled me. He said, "Right, I'll meet you in Yarm." Uh, it was like the end of the season when you find out if you're going to get a contract or not. I said, "Right, champion." Went went to Yarm with Bully, um, you met Lee, and uh, went in. Bully went first. He said, "Bully, there's an out for you, mate. Sorry." Bully sent me in, he went, right, we've got there's a contract there for you, Ramos, we want to keep you. 
want you to play next season, blah, blah, blah. I'm fucking champion, I'm back, like, do you know what I mean? Get myself right, let's kick on again. He said, we'll be in touch. Went on all day, now. About another week by, now. So you don't want to be too keen, do you? But I want to know what me f- what's going on. Mm. Didn't have an agent at the time, I just dealt with it myself. Rang him, he went, oh, I'm still waiting to hear back from the chairman, Rammers, about my budget and all that. Like, that old chestnut. Yeah. Anyway, another week's gone by. And this is like, you're two weeks off going back for pre-season here, like. Uh, anyway, he's gone, uh, oh, the chairman's come back, he says he'll offer you 50% wage cut because of your injuries. Um, but I wouldn't want to patronise you with that offer, like, um, so let me go back to him and see what we can do. It was just like, be a man and just say, Rammers, we don't fucking want you. And that is not a problem. Shake your hands and I'll move on. It was all like that. Oh yeah, we want to keep it. Fuck off. No, you don't. Mm. So then in the meantime, I found out, I was out and someone, I don't know who it was, said, oh, they see the scientists um, trying to sign Stuart Parnaby right back. I know Stuart Parnaby, do you know what I mean? Not a problem. Just tell me we want to sign him and fuck me off. So then about three days later, they had pre-season fucking testing I thought I'm going to go down here like went down lapped the full team just thought I'm going to make a point went because honestly obviously on about my fitness levels and injuries lapped them didn't even get out of breath and I walked in he was like fucking hell Rammers you're flying and all that I said aye I said uh, Stuart McCall's been on the phone Um, they're going to Portugal on Thursday he wants me to go out and train with them with a view to signing for Motherwell so he went what are you going to do I said, I'm going to fucking go there. I've never spoke to Phil Parkinson since. That was it, and it ended on that. That was it. You've got form for that. See, you know, but you like, when they offer you half your money, you know, they know that you're not going to sign it. So they're basically releasing you, aren't they? He wasn't going to even offer me that. That was a bullshit excuse of why he hasn't come back with me with an offer. They know that you're not going to sign that. Of course they do. Yesterday, he'd done exactly the same. When Danny went on trial. At Bolton, mm. and he gave him exactly the same shit. So I'll, I'll call you, call you today. Didn't ring him for three days, and that's and then, why. And then said, mm. "I'm not, I'm not even going to embarrass you by off, uh, telling you what they've offered." Passing the book, totally passing the book. Whereas, just be a man about it. So Rammers, even if he just said two weeks later, "Do you know what? I've had a rethink, and we'd, I don't want to give yeah. you a contract now. No problem. Don't leave me in limbo. I had a baby coming. Two weeks later, my firstborn was going to be." No club, fucking, where's me? I've been injured most of the season, like, do you know what I mean? Just be honest with me. Well, there's an, there's another thing, so we're on about, like, fate and things like that. Motherwell just qualified for the Champions League. So I had nothing to do with them getting there, whatever, but my debut for Motherwell was in the Champions League. So I've gone from League 2 football with Bradford struggling mid-table bottom half to play against Panathinaikos in my debut. It's like, fucking hell. <laughs> so, yeah, some fucking, that like so it. there you go, Phil. Do you know what I mean? It was one of them. <laughs> and that's, you ought to send him a programme. Did you enjoy putting up that? In, in, Best in time in my whole career. Was it? By, Scotland. By did you, did you miss his little move up? Yeah, we, we literally had it, and two weeks later, I signed for Motherwell. So we, um, we were straight up there. We lived in just a hotel at first till got somewhere, and yeah, by far the best, everything, the best, obviously teaming up with Stuart again, his assistant Kenny Black was unreal. The lads, all like, just everything, like all the missuses used to go out together, all the lads used to do stuff. It was just like, 
amazing club, amazing time. We finished second that season. We finished second two seasons in a row, aye. So is that when Rangers were in the Rangers um, got demoted for whatever went on with them, and uh, yeah, we finished second behind Celtic two years in a row. So some going like when you're coming up against clubs the size of your Hibs, Aberdeen's, Hearts, clubs like that to finish second two years in a row was uh, uh, it was unreal. Someone asked about Aberdeen away. Do you know what I didn't play in that? I had another fucking operation, which is sums my career up, doesn't it? But um, we needed, what do we need? We needed to win on the last day of the season to finish second. So I was in the away end with my crutches, actually, and with the Motherwell fans, with a couple of the other lads who weren't in the squad. And we scored. Did they get on? I didn't actually have to, no. <laughs> it wasn't bit by any horses other, either. Other arm, Motherwell to know, yeah. Um, was that a choice just to get in with the fans? Like, could you have been in the. It, yeah, probably could have been. I'd see, because, like, I, I love all that. I'd, like, I'd, I prefer to be in, in the mixer, like. And uh, the whole squad went up, even the lads who, like I say, I was injured, who, to support everyone, because we knew if we won, we'd finish second. And uh, we scored, and I don't know, it was about the fucking 94th minute, I think, to get to get the win. Crutches gone. Were they? Fucking, uh, it was just be- two months bedlam. <laughs> it was absolutely mayhem, it was class. And then, um, but like going back, like Stuart and that straight away that night, all went to Magaluf together. Well, not all. There's only like four of us out the team who had the balls to say, right, fuck it, let's go. Like, but <laughs> uh, like Stuart and that, and just the teams, the team spirit was incredible. Like, what happened at Motherwell? Because it fell apart that that next season, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. Well, so Stuart left, and they brought in one of my old teammates from Notts County, Ian Barraclough. So I got sent off on the Saturday. And he got the job on the Monday, I think. <coughs> so straight away, you're off to a bad start. Yeah. And you're like, so he's come in. Bearing in mind, he can remember Frank the Tank from Notts County. <laughs> and I've just been sent off for literally hitting James Forrest about fucking neck high. Like one of the worst tackles you've ever seen against Celtic on the Saturday. So he's come in. Like, he was like straight away on me, like questioning me. Oh, uh, are you settled down now, like, or something like that? I'm like, no, I've got fucking three kids well two kids I then married blah 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 and he's like aye uh, your tackling hasn't improved or something like that I'm thinking like this isn't a good start like first day he's on me like uh, anyway done my suspension started playing again was playing really well uh, and then the transfer window opened and the uh, he brought in like must have brought in ten fucking lads don't know how many loans you're allowed to get in a window but he brought the maximum of lads in who they weren't really, some of them were decent players, but some of them were nowhere near good enough. And some of them weren't even asked about being there, to be honest with you. So we're like in a relegation battle and he's fielding a team full of loan signings who are not going to be there at the end of the season if we go down. And then he's got, like I was on the bench, he's got lads who have been there who's played when we finished second two seasons in a row, um, bombed out the, out, the, out the team in the stands, um, and you're thinking like I'd fucking run through a brick wall for this team to get us up the league and he's putting in I don't know 19 year olds who's played like fucking two league games in their careers who they, they either weren't good enough or their heart wasn't in it and we literally end of that season we just just scraped staying up like through the through the playoffs so where was your head at, at when you finished at Motherwell I, I was still bitter really bitter and I still am now because I didn't want to leave 
and I don't I honestly don't think I would have even retired from football now if I still if Stuart had still been there yeah yeah because I, I would have been fit enough to have carried on but he he bombed me out and then it was a bit similar to when I left Bradford and you're like right where do I what do I do where do I go I'm not getting any younger the offers aren't going to be flying through the door Stuart McCall's not got a job Stuart didn't have a job and then it was a case of like before oh, such and such will let you go and train with them I think Blackpool wanted me to go and train pre-season with them and a few others and um, Gateshead offered me to go down and train with them so what I thought is I'll go and train with Gateshead because I can come home just go in and see how it goes basically they offered me a contract offered me a couple of contracts and then ended up signing for Gateshead you were happy to be playing it wasn't the right decision to be honest it was I don't know how old were you? about 34 and I think I knew after about a week I fucked up here like what but do you think you should have done? I should have maybe had balls and trusted me ability to go to Blackpool and maybe earn a contract or see what else came up or I know it's easier said than done but when you've got kids and responsibilities if it would just be me single lad you just take risks don't you you think fuck it but by signing for Gateshead I could move home kids in the local school where we're from blah 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 like met, went in met the lads all class lads from around here and I, I thought right yeah let's give this a go but then I don't know like I say after a week or so I just thought I've gone from playing at Ibrox and yeah. stuff like that in big games and playing in them European games and, and to Gateshead when there was like 300 people there and travelling seven hours away and no disrespect to Gateshead but I just my heart wasn't in it say you went to Blackpool and signed a year or two there you can still drop down to the conference yeah 36 37 yeah there that, then you think fair enough this is where I'm at if I want to do that yeah but if you're still thinking I can do that and play in the mm. league I know I could have done mm. but then within two months of being at Gateshead and my heart wasn't in it I sort of slipped my levels down to the point where if you'd have come and watched Gateshead I probably would have been one of the worst players I would say because mm. I'll just massive contrast in your personal drive as well when you're talking about Motherwell that you really curd mm. I'll go for a brick wall yeah even totally. going into even going into Bradford and doing that run yeah the first day just to say fuck you yeah yeah and that drive gone I just lost it completely it's hard mentally fucked like I just I just didn't want to go in uh I just I just wasn't enjoying I was already thinking about retirement when I shouldn't have been thinking about it mm. but you in my head, I'm thinking, where do I go from here? If I cannot play well for Gateshead, who the, who the fuck's yeah. going to sign me for me? Like, so that's yeah, that's pretty much where it went. I think I played twenty odd games in a row. It's weird because even though my heart wasn't well, in it, I had a good run. Milsey, Malcolm Crosby, Sunderland, which was one of the reasons I went. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Malk, I'll sign it. <laughs> Malk. Um, yeah, I feel a bit shite because, like you say, he put his faith in me and I, I do feel as if I let him down a little bit because the real Rammers would have done a lot better than I, fuck it, than I did. But I just, my head wasn't right. But you obviously played. Your performance was based on your drive. Yeah, I th I'm like that in life. Like, if I've... Got, if I've got something in my head, that's it. Like I'm just all or nothing, hundred percent. Is that is that is that you and Frank? Frank is, is fully committed. <laughs> like I am, <laughs> he is all or nothing, last man standing. <laughs> but I like I've I've got to, I don't know. I've I've just 
got to be in that frame of mind to to give me all. Do you finish at the end of the season then? Yeah, so at the end of that season, um, Malcolm had left halfway through, then they brought uh, Neil Aspen in and he pulled me at the end of the season and I just said to him, I'm, I'm going to retire. Like, I don't think he would have offered me a contract anyway because of how it panned out, but I just said, oh, I'm going to retire. And I don't know, you look back on things and was it the right decision? Probably not, but then where do you go from there? So, yeah. and I remember South Shields ringing me about two weeks later saying, oh, we want to sign you. I went and met them. And I thought, nah, fuck that. I'd, I'd, Same again. Yeah, I, I need to be motivated. I, like like I say, when I sign for Bradford, I want to play in front of crowds. I want to play in big games. That's what you play football for. And no disrespect to anybody who keeps playing till the 50 and over 40s football with the mates and whatever. That's Everyone's each to their own. But for me, to get me... Need the fire. Right. I, I do. I miss that competitive side of things like since I've retired I'd like it's like now what the fuck what do you do like what you, did you do renew your season ticket well, I've done that but then we're shite now so like I didn't <laughs> even get to go you what fuck him that sent me that way <laughs> so now you're involved in the cars and stuff aren't you selling your cars are you yeah but that's sort of sent me the other way a little bit as well I, like I would say at the minute I'm in a great great place I think lockdown was good and bad for me so basically, with lockdown, the first month or two, drinking a lot, fucking playing street bingo with the neighbours and all <laughs> the other shit that goes on in the streets and eating shit and whatever. And I remember one night I was just steaming in the kitchen, arguing with my missus and what have you. I thought, you know what, fucking, like I said to you before, I know when to rein it in sometimes. And I thought, you know what, fuck this, I, I need to do something. And I've clicked on now, I need, I need to exercise to be mentally in the right place. Like I heard like Tyson Fury's interview a couple of weeks ago and he said he knows to be mentally right, he cannot not train. And I thought when I retire, fuck it, all my Christmas has come at once. I'm going to go every Sunday match, going to get pissed on a Sunday when my mates are on the pub, going to go on holiday every month. Eat and at I first, want. eat what I want. I was buying t-shirts three sizes too big so I thought fuck it I'm going to put loads of beef <laughs> on <laughs> I did if you want any mate I'll lend you some right? I, 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 I can drop you some down no bother but I, honestly I thought do you know what fuck it I've had like not bothered like I totally lost respect for myself I just thought fuck it I'm going to go off the rails and it was alright for a few months but then you realise do you know what that's a slippery slope and luckily at the minute it's probably the best frame of mind I, I, go, I get up at four or five in the morning I go training just puts me in a good frame of mind, like. For the rest of the day. I need, I need to, because if I don't, if I've got nothing to stimulate my brain or nothing to focus on, no structure, I'm fucked, like. That comes up a lot, doesn't it? Mm. Exercise as well, being the best medicine. Yeah, I've been training nearly every day, like. What can you pin it on that you felt like? Was it dropping out of football? Or was it Lost not having drive? Yeah. There's a, I think there's a few things. Like, I pin it down in, foot, in football when I used to feel as if I'm letting people down or... When I don't know, is there a fear when you finished? There is uh, a little bit, but also I think when I was playing football, going back to this exercise thing, obviously when I'm injured, I'm not exercising, and I was eat maybe not eating right because I haven't got a match on a weekend and boozing and nothing to stimulate my mind because I've got no Focus game to look forward to then. on a Saturday. So you've got all this time and you've got now to like I don't know aim for, mm. and I, when I retired from football, I thought. All of a sudden, I've got no manager saying you need to be here. Or you've got, you can't eat that today, mate. Or if I want to go out on a Sunday night, who the fuck's going to stop me now? No one. Yeah. 
So you recognised how you felt after football to how you felt when you were injured. Because totally. you do what you want. You, Mate, you that could happen again this afternoon, like that. It's weird. But at the minute, I'm in a class routine. Like, don't get me wrong, I went out at the weekend. Great night. Me and my missus on the drink. But I know the next day, I was back running again. Did he turn up? Frank was out big time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your missus got this alter ego. She nah, she's not too bad to be fair. She's not even really a drinker, but she knows <laughs> if I'm in the zone, she's like, just let him crack on. See in the morning, like, Frank. Yeah, I'd like as long as I'm not hurting anybody or yeah. doing any harm, I'm just going out and just let me air down. And then now, whereas before that might have led to two, three, four days, then eating shite in bed on the fifth day, then depressed as fuck and not talking to anyone for three days, shouting at the kids. Now I might have. Two days at the most, yeah. but I'm back training. I'm back in a good place, and I don't know. Just, you just I suppose you learn as you go along, don't you? Like, what, I mean, what's good for you? The stuff that Johnny, Johnny, and Mark Posse have set up with the getting out and walking and just yeah. clean your head, best totally. medicine and all that. It's true. Never heard anybody say, "I went to the gym. I feel like shit." <laughs> oh, I did. I used to when I used to. I go. asked him to come because I do go to the gym in Leeds, and he says it's a long way to travel. To get tired. A long way to travel to get tired and stiff. <laughs> lovely offer, Chris. Lovely well, it's offer. There. It's true. I suppose that realization, mate, when when things need to change. You say that that fear is fears the fire. Yeah. Even, I think so. I think burns your house down or cuts your teeth. Before I never knew Good what analogy, Chris. Why <laughs> that? Why would that? Come? That's the first yeah. time we've heard that. Yeah. I just need something to focus on, something to push me. And uh, I don't know, that's the how I cope with you've things. Re- you've recognised that and know what you've Yeah, luckily I have. Because well, otherwise it just carries on and carries yeah. on, doesn't it? I mean, a lot of people say that you need to hit rock bottom before you do something about it. It doesn't mm. sound like you did hit rock bottom. Uh, no, nah, I haven't hit rock bottom. Not, well, I don't know, eating glass isn't far off. Right? <laughs> 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 to be fair. <laughs> I, think if you went to, if I you don't went know to, if you can go much further than that fucker, mate. Like. If you went to see someone and said, well, what, what's been happening? Well, I've been eating a pint pot. Uh, eating a pint glass and shutting the pot down's not far off the fucker, mate. Like. Sit down and get a plastic glass of water. But, uh, no, nah, I've, had, I've had some iffy spells, like. But, uh, no, it's like, like Jeff Whitley, I've said, it's gone full circle. I was thinking about putting myself in sport and chance last year. I was just... No focus, depressed, drinking, get myself in states, whatever. But luckily, without that, I know what I need to do. Keep myself right, have the odd night out, let Frank go out, fucking, and then rein it back in. Simple. Yeah. And it's you working for me. It might not always work for me, but it's working yeah, for well, me. That's it. There'll you're probably one of the lucky there. ones, aren't you, then, really? Not the lucky ones, but you've, you've, you've managed to sort it out without, really, you've, self, you've self-medicated, really. It's took years, or for me to click onto that, mm. I think. Mm. I'm going back, to, well, it must be 10 years when I was at Bradford. Do you know what I mean? So for 10 years, I've been up, down, up, down, head loss, back. At, do you know what I mean? Highs and lows, injuries. But it, it finally took this year for me to th- click on. When I'm having them injuries and I'm down, I'm not exercising. So I'm, yeah. I, it's just knowing what you need. I don't know. You've got to want to change yourself. Mm. Like that in lockdown, where I'm sat there steaming on vodka, I'm thinking, fuck off, you're better than this, mate. Pull your finger out. Just have a chat with yourself. And then you've got to want to do it. Otherwise, you just carry on and plod on and make excuses. Yeah. It's a simple thing as well, though. As, you know, we, we're talking about it and other people are talking about it. But it, it's them simple things resonating with how you were feeling at the time and thinking, 
do you know what? I'll go for a run. Yeah. And it might help. Yeah. Where before when nobody even spoke about it, you might not even make that connection that it might help. Yeah. Go the other way, wouldn't you? Fuck yeah, it. Recline back in bed. Yeah. I'll, I'll go, go to the pub. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Off another bag of Doritos. Fuck it. <laughs> so that, I think that that's the thing when people say it's good to talk. Make sure you talk about it because it helps other people. Mm. People listen to this go. Yeah. You don't have to wait. You don't have to be eating gots before you go for a run. <laughs> no. I've had some shite in my time. I don't think I've never had a pipe pot. Go on, do it, like. <laughs> it's, it's not the one. I could probably get through with these nashes and all. Uh, be no problem. <laughs> well, cheers, mate. Yeah, thank you very no much. Problem, all the best going forward. And uh, what is there any chance we can do one, one of these with Frank? Yeah, I'm sure we can talk some of Episode with Frank. Fuck it. Fucking hell, that'd be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, top man, mate. Thanks for coming on. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.